New little tradition that we've got going on here at the Fantasy Football Show. New tradition on Mondays. Unless we have some sort of breaking news which happens all the time, then we'll we'll hit that on, on that Monday. But going forward, Monday will be Bold Prediction Monday. I'll come on here and drop one or two Bold Predictions on Monday. You don't like them? There's the door. Your boy's coming in to drop fire, to spit fire, to drop boldness on this show. Every single Monday, we've got news to get to. Buckle up. It's going to get a little bumpy in the next few minutes. From the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. You see two individuals on your screen right now. One's name is Chris Olave. The other is Jameer Gibbs. And I'm about to drop some boldness on you that might make you just a wee bit uncomfortable. So buckle up and get ready. Now, before we get into that, we have some breaking news uh, just to get through. And, and it will be very, very short. And then we're going to get right to the two bold predictions I'm about to drop on. What we're going to coin going forward, bold prediction Monday. File on in. Hit that thumb up button. First in the building today was... Was who? Jeb, followed by Swaggy, followed by the Ryan. Melvin, appreciate you all being here. News desk, very short news edition. From the fantasyfootballshow.com news desk, here is your breaking news. We've got a little bit of news to go over real quickly. DeAndre Hopkins, um, this was very, very interesting in a video um, in my my own city. We're, we're, in the, we're in the same city right here. Uh, looks like DeAndre Hopkins is back in Arizona via his Instagram. I see everybody telling me to stay. Who said I want to go? Who said I want to leave? And, and that he's doing work and he's out putting in the work. And the Cardinals didn't trade him. And I doubt the Cardinals are really all that interested in 24 draft capital. So 2023 here, uh, you know, it came, it went. They didn't get a deal done. Um, Cardinals might have some ideas of maybe trying to win now and I don't blame them you know what if Kyler's progressing well Cardinals may end up uh you know trying to to to, I don't know impress some people and do some damage and some unexpected damage I do think they're in rebuild mode but you know I'd rather not get rid of Hopkins for pennies on the dollar so I don't blame the Cardinals for holding off they could also make a trade during the year but Hopkins apparently as of this moment is staying this wonderful, wonderful image uh, is just one uh, frame of what is a glorious video that I put on my Instagram that shows Aaron Rodgers dropping back to pass and throwing a missile to Garrett Wilson as Aaron Rodgers takes his new job very seriously, showing up to work out on May 1st. What an amazing human being this guy Aaron Rodgers is, showing up, building rapport, not not taking oh I'm I'm taking the 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 old man quarterback road and and I'm gonna sit out May come in in June no this uh, this guy's out there doing work this guy's out here doing work connecting with his wide receivers building rapport and he's about to make Garrett Wilson an absolute monster in 2023. Super pumped about that piece of news and go watch my Instagram post if you want to see Aaron Rodgers drop back with some journey music on I, I i i put that on he drops back 
and he just unloads this missile, and he's in he's in perfect rhythm. And Aaron Rodgers, let's go with that, that football. Garrett Wilson just trucking down the field. Looks like he's going at 110% too. Garrett Wilson pops up, just grabs it. Boom, fingertip grab. You see his hair moving around. Got me all excited. Aaron Rodgers, Garrett Wilson to the moon. I don't know. I asked the question in my Instagram comments, how many touchdowns does Garrett Wilson have? And the comments are just going crazy. What is your prediction? Drop it in the live chat right now. Give me a number. Give me 10, 11, 12. I'll throw numbers on the screen as I talk. I want to see how many touchdowns you think Garrett Wilson's going to grab and snag from this guy, Aaron Rodgers, in 2023. Let's go. Let's go. I'm here for it. You're here for it. The beautiful part, we'll talk about this in a minute, but Garrett Wilson's ADP is falling back into round two. I don't know why. I don't ask questions. I'm not here for that. I'm here to report that his ADP is in round two now. He's no longer in... You know, 11, 10, 12 overall. He's like in 13, 14, 15. And, and there's a bunch of people out there in my Instagram post, just a bunch of casuals, ca- casual Caleb's are, you know, he's floating around the Instagram comment section. And casual Caleb is like, somebody said, I'm going to take him around two if he's there. <laughs> and somebody, so I'm like, okay, yeah, he's barely going to be there, but that comment's okay. And then there's a comment right under his, nestled right underneath, just nested right there like a casual Caleb would. Instead of creating his own comment or, or, or content, he has to piggyback off somebody else's and create negativity. And negative Noah and, and complaining Caleb and oblivious Oscar, they go right in there and he says to the guy that just said, I'll take him in the second round. And this this Caleb says, second round, question mark. And the guy says, yeah, second round. I'd take him in the second round. And he literally asks the question. And this this chat goes on forever. And then he says, he won't. I would take him in maybe the fourth round. You're going to take Garrett Wilson in the second round? I'm sitting here like, what am I looking at here? What am I looking at here? Is How many casuals are sitting in my, my Instagram comments? How do you not know this guy's been in the first round the entire offseason at 11, 12, 13? And now he's falling into the top of round two. You think you're going to get him around three, let alone four? It's, it's. Casual Caleb, every casual Caleb out there, take a lap. These are all the touchdown predictions everybody's got for, for Garrett Wilson. Little Garrett Wilson, 1,500, 102, 10 touchdowns. These look like monster numbers by everybody just tossing out double digit you know, slingshots. You guys are slingshotting. Oh, here's here's Red Boy. Red Boy drops an eight. That's the first single digit one I've seen in a while. Let's get that one off the screen. Uh, AC dropping a seven. What are you doing? D-Town dropping a one. He's a, a Jets hater right there. Uh, but look at all these. You guys are absolutely correct. It's double digit time. Start getting ready for the double digit touchdown fest that is Garrett Wilson's season in 2023. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, so this is out of the way. Great piece of news there. We're almost there to the bold predictions. Get ready. Bold predictions. Alave Garrett Wilson. Bold prediction Monday. Our new Mondays. Now coined bold prediction Monday because we're doing it live. Uh, this this right here, Ian Rappaport, uh, this is good. We, we said this the other night. We said this the other night. We've been saying this for a couple weeks now. Jarek McKinnon probably going to get re-signed by the Kansas City Chiefs. He's too good of a fit. They need him looking like it's going to happen. Uh, uh, Veach knows talent when he sees it. He alluded to this possibility uh, with reporters just now, four hours ago. Uh, so, yeah, 
expect him to be re-signed. And, and given that, that Pacheco kind of escaped the draft, this is the cuff. And in a crafty fashion, at the end of your best ball draft, promo code SMITTY, best ball, underdog fantasy, promo code SMITTY. Use the link I'm about to drop right now in the live chat. I'm going to pin that link. If you want to draft with us, we're probably going to draft tonight. Let's. You guys want to draft tonight? You guys want to draft tonight? I want to draft tonight. I want to. Normally, we don't draft on Mondays. Everybody asks me to draft every single night. It's easy. I draft on 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 Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. We do a little draft marathon. Okay, that's the way we roll here on the channel. But whenever I feel like it, we go ahead and draft. We're gonna draft tonight. We're gonna draft tonight. Get ready for uh, best ball mania. Here's the link right here. Uh, I might have already dropped it. Yeah, there. I'm gonna pin it right now. Link has been pinned. If you want to get in, you got to click that link and, and get ready to rumble. All right. So I forget what I was saying on that. But anyway, uh, Roshan Johnson. Where's this guy going to go tonight in the draft? Bears GM Ryan Poles praised Roshan Johnson's pass protection in a post-draft press conference. And let me just tell you one thing about getting on the field in the NFL and getting on the field quick. Pass protection. You know, you, you get praise from your coach about blocking your your... Dynasty gem of a quarterback, Justin Fields. Guess what's happening? You're getting on the field rather quickly. And, and I, I do like Khalil Herbert. I do like Khalil Herbert still. Roshan Johnson is pretty darn good. He's a nice option. He's not Bijan. He's not Jameer Gibbs. He's not Charbonnet, even though Charbonnet is not in a good spot. This is a good spot for Roshan to, to climb up. He's no lock. But you need to keep tabs on this kid and make sure you draft him in a couple leagues. Uh, Lata- uh, Latavius Murray signed with the Bills. Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Mixon. Uh, Zach Taylor said that Mixon's future is here with the team. I like Joe Mixon, Taylor added. <laughs> well, good, because he's your running back. But I, I, I think that Chase Brown has one of those sneaky good pathways to the starting lineup and Mixon with the off the field issues creeping back up yes the, the the Chargers were refiled maybe he pushes this out past the season like Kamara is so so masterfully did with his situation who knows who knows I have no idea your guess is probably as good if not better than mine because I'm probably going to try to try to apply a whole lot of logic to it when the real answer is the NFL is going to do what they want we can't predict what they want from case to case from from case you know this case to that case from uh how much uh is in the public eye how much is not they have a heavy hand one minute a, a non-heavy hand the next minute they'll give uh someone like Jameson Williams six games for betting on probably volleyball uh, while he was, you know, maybe the, the rear end of his vehicle was still on the property. I, I kid because he was fully told not to do what he did, so he knows better. But six games as the set-in-stone punishment versus a huge fine, like, it's just, it, none of it makes sense. The NFL doesn't make sense. Joe Mixon, I don't know what's going to happen. All I know is this guy looked like he's slowing down, and there's a dude named Chase Brown that I absolutely love. And I think that he could get into a nice little rhythm by midseason. So draft him, stash him, wait on him. Jerry Judy, uh, Broncos exercised their wide receiver, their wide receiver's fifth year option. Not a fan of this situation. And I don't really need Judy in my life. And so I'm probably not going to draft Judy in my life. 
This right here, uh, this is interesting, but there's some rationale behind it. Okay, the NFL is reporting, NFL Now is reporting, that the Packers have a, a fascinating financial decision to make on QB Jordan Love. Everybody's fifth-year options getting picked up today. Um, well, they, they, they can do it tomorrow. And there's thinking that, like, how on earth... What's up, Ron Navy in the building? Swaggy, Fitzy, Steven, uh, D-Town. Appreciate you all being here. Isaac, there's some real, like, wonder going on right now. A lot of a lot of curious people are throwing their, their hat in the ring in terms of comments and, and reporting and questioning and, and, and wondering what the heck's going on here. You get rid of Aaron Rodgers because you're enamored by Jordan Love, yet you don't want to pick up his fifth-year option. And you quote here, GM... It's a lot of money for a guy who hasn't played. Weird statement about a guy you're enamored with. You absolutely love. You want to get rid of Aaron Rodgers so much so that you're you're enamored with this kid. And then you say something like that about the dude. You say it's a lot of money for a guy who hasn't played. I understand it. I don't know that I would vocalize it, verbalize it that way. I don't know if I put it out there in the news world so it can blow around in the wind and cause all kinds of drama. I felt like that was a weird way to display your your questioning of the situation. But from a logical perspective, from a financial perspective, we need to remember a couple things. You can franchise tag, said Jordan Love. And while the team may or may not, and you could pay a little more, but they won't commit to Jordan Love and they can still keep Jordan Love, similar to Danny Dimes. And then if they really love him, they can still lock him down to a long-term deal and then that makes a lot of sense, you know. So, and they probably would do that anyway coming into, if they picked up his fifth-year option and they decided he, he balled out, they would probably extend him in the offseason, next offseason anyway. So you could look at it a bunch of different ways. You could look at it like we're going to franchise tag him and then we're going to extend him anyway before, you know, the season even begins. So the franchise tag, which was ultimately designed to hold a quarterback in place, kind of, a, they call it the prison tag. The players, amongst the players, they say this is called the prison tag, Smitty. They take that tag, put it on a quarterback, hold him in place to sign a long-term deal or make him play one more year. Um, and so, at the end of the day, they could accomplish the same thing, giving him a long-term deal at the end of the season, whether they franchise tag him or have him on that fifth-year option, which they end up just extending him anyway before that season kicks off. So there is some logic behind maybe waiting. But my guess is they pick up that fifth-year option. But who knows? They're going to have him. If he, if he balls out, they're going to have him anyway walking into the next season. Now it is time for the bold predictions you've been waiting for. Bold Prediction Monday is here to stay. 145 of you in the building. Please punch that thumb up button. Get that over 100. All right, here we go. Bold Prediction number one. This man needs his own animation. I don't know why I haven't created something for him yet. It's my fault. That's on me. This guy, Chris Olave, hear me now. I said it the other day. Hear me now. I'm going to write it on the screen right now. Olave could be. No, Olave will be, because this is a bold prediction, a top. Here it is. Olave will be a top three to five wide receiver in 2023. Go ahead. Go ahead and rain all your disbelief. 
you Alave haters out there. Come in. Drop it. Come in. I know Jake the Snake is. Alave is about to explode onto the fantasy scene even more than he's already exploded. He's about to make any doubter that thinks there's any other option on this squad to be a top 3-5 to five wide receiver or any other player in his spot. This guy right here has the skill sets to become a top 3-5 to five wide receiver. And you can laugh if you want. You can say, oh, that's too bold. Smitty, are you telling me he's going to be better than Hill? Better than... Uh, uh, Adams better than all these. You're going to list off every player as if I don't know who's in the NFL. I don't need to read off that statement, Bob. So stop typing it right now, angry Ian, angry Angus. You're, you're going, oh, Schmitty, do you realize? Let me list off the top 10 wide receivers. Do you really expect him to? You don't need to do that because I'm here to tell you I've already looked into it just a little bit. And when I say little bit, I mean all off season long. Drop Alave emojis in the live chat if you know what's good for you. This guy is going to be a top three to five wide receiver. Three to five wide receiver. I did stutter. I didn't hesitate. There's no second guessing or equivocation to my tone. This is me coming out and telling you bolt prediction time, baby. And this guy's in the third round. Where's his ADP? Round three. How, how, how good could he be? Top three to five. Where's his ADP? Round three. Where could it climb to? Bottom of round two. Probably not any higher. I don't anticipate any other movement in his ADP unless a wide receiver goes down. Like an Adams, somebody ranked above him goes down to injury. Knock on wood. And then all of a sudden, you have all the wide receivers pulled up. One or two, three draft slots, really like four or five draft slots. If if a wide receiver above Alave was to go down with injury, knock on wood, you would have a guy like Alave move up not one wide receiver spot in yeah, probably, but also three to four overall spots. Cause you've got to include the running backs, the quarterbacks, the tight end, all that stuff that's gonna make up that, you know three or four spot range where he's kind of floating around. So Alave top three to five. Does that mean Garrett Wilson can't be can't be top five either? Yeah, they both could be top five. They both could be top five. Who who said who said I'm seeing a couple Garrett Wilson. Who said who said that this guy can't share a top five wide receiver role with Garrett Wilson? And who said Garrett Wilson isn't one to five? Who said? Who? Name the guy. Name the person. It wasn't me. Name the person that said that Garrett Wilson and Alave can't both be in the top five because they're both on the Moon Men list for a reason. The Moon Men dropping loads in outer space. One of the first editions. That's why these guys are on line one. These are the early guys. Space Moses. Wilson, Alave, two top five wide receivers. Maybe Wilson's going to be on next Monday's show. Okay, so calm down, relax. If you're a Garrett Wilson truther, you're looking at the guy that's been preaching that the entire offseason. So you don't have to convince me. You can't walk into my room and say I'm a Garrett Wilson fan because you're walking into this house right here. This is a Garrett Wilson house. This is a Chris Alave house. This is a Bijan house. This is a Jameer Gibbs house. 
You can't come in here and say, oh, I'm bold on... You have to... You want to get on this train. This train's already moving. You got to jump on while it's going 35 miles an hour as it's about to take off. And we're going to leave everybody behind that doesn't jump on right this very second. Everybody. Because we're not letting anybody back on. <sighs> Lamb top five. Lamb will be two. I, I, I question that because of the changing of the offense. I, Lamb I like a lot, but I think Lamb probably drops a couple slots in my mind versus climbs. That's just my my honest take on CD Lamb. Uh, I think Olave over Diggs, absolutely space Ricky, Ricky, but do you draft Olave over Diggs? No. Do I want any of you to go out in best ball mania tonight and draft Olave in the first or second round? No, that is not what I'm saying. You've just been Smitty disapproved. Understand what I'm saying. Alave in round three win. You've just been Alave in round three wins a league. To the moon. Alave in round three is your friend. Alave at 2.1 because you got excited about my video is a take a lap. Not understanding the difference is a panic mode. Alert. Alert. So let's be smart about this, okay? I don't want to see anybody drafting him at 2.1 now. I don't want to see anybody getting all crazy about this because I came out and told you this guy's going to be a top three to five wide receiver. Be smart. Use the, the draft capital to your advantage and don't leave value on the table because you got too excited and you're not patient enough to let this man fall into his native space, which is in round three, 3.1 to 3.8. Yes. And, and and quite honestly, Kurt, I think that the the animation that I'm gonna make for Alave is Alave's your friend, Alave's your friend, Alave's your friend until the very end, and you need to utilize this man in his native space, in his third round territory. Get ready for Ron Navy says get ready for JJ's 2,500 yards. Um, that is a bold prediction, Ron. Ron mentioned that as his bold prediction earlier. Uh, let's get into let's get into the next man. So Chris Olave, you are Smitty approved. My guy, my pal, my man, my friend. You've just been Smitty approved. Alright, now on to the next topic this one let's 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 put the uh, bold prediction in hiding jameer gibbs a man we've been talking about for god how long i, I mean seven months I, I mean we obviously talked about him when we talk about you know guys that are coming out of college but once the college season ended it's jameer gibbs this it's jameer gibbs that it's jameer gibbs is going to be a monster. It's Jameer Gibbs is going to win you leagues. It's Jameer Gibbs is a fourth round steal, which he still is because somehow, some way, on underdog fantasy promo code Smitty, he's still going in round four. I don't know how. I don't know how. I don't know why. Don't ask questions. I don't care. That link is pinned. We're live drafting tonight. If you like to live draft, 
and you want a chance to win $3 million in this Best Ball Mania tournament, and you want Jameer Gibbs to help you with it, or Olave or Garrett Wilson, if you know it's good for you, you'll click the link, sign up ahead of time, so you don't miss out. Uh, someone said I'm missing Super Chats. I, I'm not because I'm ranting, but let me go find them. They are important. They're, they're vital. So Wild Bill, let me go find it. You're right. I should be addressing these no matter what rant I'm in. Smitty, could Elliot or Fournette or Hunt go somewhere, uh, the draft survivors, and screw them up? I, I mean, I guess Fournette could consume some volume. So should he go somewhere, let's say somewhere stupid, like uh, let's say he goes somewhere like Indianapolis. Like, we're going to hear a lot of chatter about it, but I'm not concerned. Fournette's a shell of himself, or he's starting to become a shell of himself. He's kind of, I guess, where Elliot was last year, so there's a potential for some vulturing, but I, I, it, it, would be, it would be dependent on where you went. You know, like, if you re-sign with Tampa, that would be kind of bad, because they probably use him a little bit. Elliot, yeah, there's a little threat. Like, he goes to Philly. I have a feeling Elliot signs with Philly if he does want to rain on someone's parade. And then we got to reassess Swift again. And I don't think Elliot's a great running back anymore. But would he command respect by the team he lands with enough to get volume and to get touchdown or goal line work or something over Swift? Like, Zeke would get goal line work over Swift. Unfortunately, he would. If they signed Zeke Elliott, we all know that they would try out Zeke Elliott at the goal line over Swift and keep Swift healthy. I, you know, I don't know. We'll have to address it. It's a great question, Wild, Wild Bill. And Hunt is a whole nother player that we need to assess. We've heard there's a lot of drop-off in his game according to a bunch of NFL teams and scouts and GMs. So I'm not feeling as high on him moving forward. Uh, let's get to this man, Jameer Gibbs. We've been talking about Jameer for quite some time, have we not? Have we not talked about Jameer Gibbs heading to the moon? Have we not talked about this man who's already got his shuttle scheduled for exiting the atmosphere? And and not just going to the moon. I don't know if any of you know this, but Gibbs is actually headed to the moon. And some people are going to watch and go, Oh my God, the shuttle's totally off course. It's going to go past the moon. But little do you know, it's slingshotting around the moon. And heading to Mars to gain some momentum. Because the man is on the Mars man list. And he has been for the entire offseason. So I don't want to hear Smitty. You like him now? No. You don't know what you're saying. If you think we like him now, you don't know. Where have you been? You haven't been anywhere around these parts. Because this man has been living on the Mars man list the entire offseason, baby. He's on a shuttle to Mars. Mars man. This man, Jameer Gibbs, resides. Loads dropping and spinning aimlessly in space. On the Mars man list, which now has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys on it. So we do need to update this number right here. This is now a seven-seater. I might put another one on here, though. If, if I had to, uh, you, no, actually, I'm not going to guess because I want you all to, to tune in to the Mars Men number eight replacement. Charbonnet was on here. Charbonnet rem- remains on the Mar- on the Moon Men list. The Moon Men dropping loads in outer space. Charbonnet's not exiting the Moon Man list. He does become a different value, though. Space Moon says. Walker's not leaving the Moon Man list. He just becomes a different vantage point. These guys have, there's a different lens we're looking at. But this guy 
Gibbs, who says they're not buying? Who says they're not? He's on a shuttle to Mars. Mars man. Who says they're not buying? Somebody says they're not buying. Loads dropping and spinning aimlessly in space. I can't find it anymore, but well, it doesn't matter. Let the haters hate. Let the haters hate. Jameer Gibbs is on a direct course to Mars and he's going around the moon. He might say hi to a few of the moon men on the way and then he's launching toward Mars where he's going to create a new colony of RBs. My bold prediction. Where is it? Bold prediction. Jameer Gibbs will total Let's see here. Go four. Carry the carry the eight. Add the two. Square root of seventy-five equals. Uh, we're gonna go with. Uh, we're gonna go with fourteen hundred plus total yards. Twelve TDs and sixty-five plus re receptions. Jameer Gibbs will total 1,400 yards, 12 touchdowns, and have 65 receptions in 2023. That is a season, ladies and gentlemen. That is a season. I could be a little high on the receptions, but that is quite a season. We're going to go ahead. Yeah, we're going to lock it in. That makes him a top 5 to 10 running back, just like I've said. That makes him, even if we were to say, you know what, this is a little lofty. Let's knock it down to 300 total yards. Let's knock it down to 11 touchdowns. Let's knock it down to 55 receptions. Even if this was the number we were looking at for, for Jameer Gibbs, that would be an absolute smash. That would be Mars man material, if I've ever seen it. That would make him a top 12 overall pick walking into the next season. That would make him what ETN should be if the Jaguars were going to throw to ETN like they should throw to him, but they don't, maybe they change that because if they do, the Jaguars will turn ETN into Gibbs. They will be nearly identical in production because Gibbs can total 400, 500, 600 yards on the ground. He can total 600, 700 yards receiving. It could be a, a near divide. Or this guy could run for 450 yards on the ground and pull in about 700 receiving yards, 750 receiving yards, 800 receiving yards, and, and dumb down the rushing yards a little bit. This, to me, is the absolute, absolute, I would say Austin Eckler of old where you want him not running the ball between the tackles for 800, 900, even 1,000 yards. You kind of want a 550, 600, 450 type of season on the ground from this guy because he's going to get eight, nine carries on the ground, six, seven receptions some games. This is going to be an absolute monster. Alave won't do it. He won't, Smitty. Okay, thanks for your input. Appreciate you. Appreciate your opinion. You've just been Smitty disapproved. You can have your own opinion. You you rarely agree with me anyway. So why am I surprised by this comment? I'm not. And and I, I'm I'm okay with differing opinions. 
That's why we love having you here. But am I shocked? Is anybody shocked that you think he won't do it in all capital letters as if I should know better? As if I haven't, I haven't looked at this thing with, a, uh, with my, my, my absolute glorious goggles on, bro? That I haven't looked at this with tremendous detail and foresight and, 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 and glory? This guy Alave is going to the moon and you're just going to have to watch from afar. And we're not letting anybody on the train later. Alave to the moon. Gibbs to the moon. My two bold predictions today are that these guys are top, well, 5 to 10 at his position. Top 3 to 5 at his position. These are bold. These are not supposed to be walking the parks. These are not supposed to be things that are absolutely easy to accomplish. If you walk into this room and say, Smitty, that's a lofty goal. Well, welcome to the bold prediction game. Obvious Oscar. Welcome, pal. We're glad you joined us. Smitty, that's a heart I can't imagine. Do you really do you really expect him to outproduce Tyreek Hill? Let me name off all the wide receivers. And you think he's gonna be better than him and him and him? Not factoring in that this is a bold prediction, Bob. It's a bold prediction for a reason. And not to mention, three to five still leaves room for a couple guys. He doesn't have to outscore everybody. I said three to five. He could be one to five. Maybe I'll make pr prediction Monday, my revised Olave prediction, and I'll go one to five on Monday. How's that? Obvious Oscar, this might not be the show for you, pal. This might not be the show for you, pal. We still love Worried William. Worried William might come around. Obvious Oscar, I don't think is ever going to get the concept of this show. An obvious Oscar is waiting there as he works in quality assurance for his local bank. And he's sitting there, you know, making sure everything's nice and tidy and proven. And obvious Oscar literally can't go get a guy before he becomes the guy. That's too unorthodox. He still believes in drafting the old guard. He still wants to take Derrick Henry at 12 overall. Now, I'm not saying Derrick Henry can't be grabbed in the third round at 3.1. That actually makes it... A bold thing. You're taking a swing. You see the upside. You see the upside. But but obvious Oscar can't handle Devontae Adams below Chris Olave. He can't see the forest from the trees. He can't see the trees from the forest. He doesn't know what's going on. Obvious Oscar needs Devontae Adams to be higher than Olave. It's the only thing he knows. It's the only thing he knows. This man has never bought a lunch before on his card in his life. His his wife packs his lunch every single day. This man has never ate out. Obvious Oscar, the guy that won't draft a lave and expect boldness, has never eaten out in his life. This guy puts his chicken salad in the fridge every day at his job. The, the, the boys say, hey, you want to go get some chicken wings at lunch? Obvious Oscar says, no, I, I brought my lunch. I can't do that. I can't do a one-off lunch with the boys. I got to eat my chicken salad that somebody's going to probably steal the chicken out of anyway because the guy that's going to draft Charbonnet and steal Charbonnet from every single one of you that think he's going to fall to round 12-11 when I'm going to take him at 10, that guy's going to reach into the fridge, take the chicken out of Oscar's salad, and Oscar's going to have merely a salad with no chicken while the boys are eating wings 
and watching the game at halftime. Buckle up, Gibbs doubters. Buckle up, Alave doubters, because these two men are bound not just for the moon, but bound for Mars. He's on a shuttle to Mars. Mars man. Loads dropping and spinning aimlessly in space. This man, Jameer Gibbs, he looks better than Kamara looked coming out of college, more prepared to become Kamara. Schmidt, did you just say Gibbs was more prepared to become Kamara than Alvin Kamara was prepared to become Kamara? <laughs> no! And, and JSC poses a very, very, very solid question here when he says Gibbs over Walker. I know it's a hot take. It's not a hot take at all. We, this question was asked on the last live stream, and I said that if it's a dynasty league, I'd take Gibbs. I'd take Gibbs over Walker. As much as I love Walker, there is a reason he's falling. There is more risk than we want to know and, and that we really want to accept anything higher than third-round value, but we're stealing him away in the fourth round. I mean, if you ask yourself in a dynasty, where do you draft Gibbs? The answer is in maybe the 10 to 15 range in a dynasty startup. And it might be higher. We don't really truly know yet. That's kind of our our guess, our assessment, our early knee-jerk reaction. But if you're drafting right now in a dynasty startup, I can't imagine Gibbs falls out of round two. Whereas Kenneth Walker and redrafts a fourth rounder, we've heard in the fifth round and some best ball drafts under dog fantasy promo code smitty we're drafting tonight that link is pinned sign up and get ready or you won't get into the draft tonight that link is pinned promo code smitty's entered for you they'll match up to 100 in the first deposit we have heard i've heard from so many people today like i would say like 15 at this point that walker went in in at least round four in a couple cases the top of round five and those are redraft best ball in dynasty which is this framed question is for dynasty Gibbs is going in, I would guess, the 12, the, the 10 to 15 range. Walker probably doesn't go around four anymore because this dynasty probably goes in the third round, but I'd imagine mid third to late third. And so when you say hot take, that's not a hot take at all. I hate to burst your bubble, but it ain't a hot take and you aren't wrong because he's going higher. So it, it, it totally makes sense. But do I still love going and getting... Uh, uh, Kenneth Walker with Charbonnet at third and whatever Charbonnet costs. Let's say it's a ninth rounder in Dynasty or eight and a half. Do I take Walker in the third, late third, and Charbonnet in nine? Absolutely. All day long. But I'll take Gibbs as well in round two. Maybe I go Jamar Chase. I go Gibbs. I go Walker. I take Charbonnet. I grab a, a Watson. I'm building that team in Dynasty all day long, twice on Sundays. Let's go. Gibbs, Rocket. Yep. Appreciate you, Common. Gibbs to the moon. Absolute moon. Um, let's open the phone lines. Call into the show. Call, call into the show. Dial into the show, and uh, let's hear what your thoughts on... The, the, these predictions. Let's hear your thoughts on on other predictions that you might have. Anybody have a prediction? Drop it here in the live chat. I thought I had my phone number on screen for this, but I don't. Let me go. Let me go on over to. Let me go on over to this screen right here. 
I think I can, yeah, let me grab the phone number from this screen. Hold on a second. Dial into the show. Phone number's in the corner. Let me open the phone line. You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Hey, what's up, Spinning? What's up? Thanks, um, Wild Bill. So, I put, um, so, I probably didn't see it because there's so many comments. But uh, I think the top five, uh, well, top eight, I put B. John. I think Pollard's going to be number two. I think Stevenson's going to be number three. I got Gibbs at number four. And then I think the combo of Walker and Charbonnet are going to be number five. And then I got, um, shit, who did I put at six? I know I have Henry at six, and I think I have uh, CMC at seven. Yeah. Um, hold on. Let me let me, let me me read this and real probably quick. Eckler in, and probably Eckler at eight. Yeah, let me read this real quick. Some Someone's firing a warning shot at me. Hold on a second. Sean Rickman better wake up to Jonathan Mingo. Rookie WR1, there is even video of him smoking. Patrick Certain is a freshman. Great situation to be Panthers WR1 compared to AJ Brown. Steve Smith requested the pick. You're a little late to the party, Sean. You're a little late to the Mingo party. Coming in coming in here and saying better wake. Like, let me repeat this. And, and, and Sean, I'm glad you're here. I think you're brand new, which is fantastic. Everybody give Sean a round of applause. Applause, and gravy and I, I absolutely love having you here, Sean, but you clearly, this is your first day. This is your first day because this is what you say to us with bold letters in, in a John, you're in a Jonathan Mingo room. Read the room, Sean. You're in a Jonathan, this is a Jonathan Mingo friendly environment. Better wake up to Jonathan Mingo, rookie WR1. You can't come in here. And drop Mingo is his name. Oh, Sean, I got something for you. You ready, Sean? Sean, are you sitting down? Here you go, Sean. This is how behind that comment is because I already have a video, an animation for Mingo is his name. Oh, M I N G O, and Mingo was his name. Oh, Mingo is the one. Who knocks? Okay, Sean. Mingo is the one who knocks. Sean, I appreciate you being here. Everybody give Sean a round of applause in the chat for being to the moon. A good sport, hopefully. <laughs> uh hold on one second. Wild Bill says, Smitty, my first three running backs today, Bijan Walker, Charbonnet. And that's that's fantastic. I love it. You got the cuff there. And I think that that, that segues into what was being said over here by Adam. Adam, you I heard you say your number three running back was Ramondre Stevenson? Your number three dynasty yeah. running back? Uh, this uh, this is for I'm not saying that can't work out. I love Ramondre. Honestly, I love Ramondre. He escaped the NFL draft, which is fantastic. Uh, he's got top six to ten running back upside to me. I, I'd rather have Gibbs, to be honest, but I don't hate Ramondre, I love Ramondre. Ramondre, we're a Ramondre-friendly environment here too, as well, because we, you know, we talked him up all last year, all last year. P Lab says, "Smitty, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow is good. Wake up, Smitty." <laughs> Playing out, Sean. I, I, lo- I love Sean. Sean, I hope you're here still. 
Oh, Sean's giving us the 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 heart the heart emoji or the the I feel you know I feel safe, I feel safe and warm and fuzzy. I like that, Sean. Sean, you you found your new home, Sean. Pitch your tent. Pitch your Mingo tent, bro. I want to see Mingo written on the tent though. Okay, so you can prove your loyalty. Sean, appreciate you being here. Uh, let's see here, Ramondre. That's a bold take. I'm not going to say it's it can't happen. I love Ramondre. You're not going to hear me complain about your take, but it certainly is a, a wee bit high. A wee bit high. But Ramondre is your number three best ball running back. That's bold, bro. I like it. I like bold. It's not it's not my it's not my ranking, but but I like bold, bro. He was I had 81% of him last year in best ball mania four. Well, he, he hit a home run for us as a community because I don't know if there yeah, was... Yeah, I know yeah, I say yeah, this yeah, a lot. Yeah. I know I say this a lot, but I truly mean it when I say it, and I think we can confidently say it almost every single time I say it that it's true. I don't think there's a community higher on on yeah, Ramondre yeah. than we were because we were talking about him when he was not even really in the picture as being the full-time guy we've been for years it's not just this year like we've been when he was a rookie and he had that like he ripped off I think one or two touchdowns in a preseason game from that moment on I said this guy's getting in the lineup he's a playmaker he has a nose for the end zone he has a nose for big plays this guy's gonna eventually start games and you know it was a long road to get where we're at and so I, you're not going to hear me complain. It is a bold take, though. I'm not going to. I'm not going to lie. Let's go over to uh, Stephen real quick. Stephen, what are you thinking about Alave and Gibbs right here, Stephen? I would take Gibbs. Uh, it depends on where it is uh, on a redraft league or whatever. Oh, or Alave uh, differences with. Uh, you know, we don't know what we're going to get out of Derek Carr, but uh, I'm going to pitch. Uh, uh, I just wanted to see if you saw the news today that uh, Latavius Murray uh, was signed by the Buffalo Bills to back up Damian Harris uh, as a starting running back. Yeah, someone and, someone uh, was late. Someone uh, was late I'm to class. Go back to the well on this one, uh, Damian Harris is is criminally underrated right now. I'm telling you, Spenny, this is my prediction. Someone was late to class I'm today. Someone this was boy, late. This boy get 10, 12 touchdowns. Someone was late to class today. We already went over the the uh, Latavius Murray signing. So welcome, tardy, tardy Stephen. Um, but I will say that I barely remember that Lat Murray's still playing football. It, it, like it, tomorrow, if you ask me what team Lat Murray's on, I will forget. Because he is nothing. Well, that, to was, be- that was my point. I know, I know, I know. So who else do they have? Well, I mean, they have a number of running backs. I mean, you you think Cook is just gone? James Cook, he's, he's oh, and Cook is a substandard running back. He's gone. Well, I mean, a, a, a lot of people particularly bad. A lot of people like him more than Damian Harris. My point is that you have two running backs, and you have a history with that team of sharing the the workload. I do believe that if you grab both of them, you could have a crafty, like, flex-type running back, too. Like, you, you could take a hit at your running back, too, beef up everywhere, and consume a bunch of different players. Like, go zero running back in your brain for your running back, too. Go Charbonnet, get James Cook, get Harris, get all these these RBs, go grab the, the rookies. But I, I, I think uh, your expectations for Damian Harris are lofty. Could he meet those expectations? Maybe 10 touchdowns wouldn't shock me. 
I guess. But I'm it's not. I'm definitely not banking on Damian Harris in a situation where he's changing teams. Never easy to change teams. Learn a new offense. He's changing teams. He's got to beat out James Cook, who's already got a kung fu grip on probably all the third down work, at least out the gate. And so you're talking about him trying to climb up and earn earn his keep uh, and in an offense where they're traditionally rotating people through. I do like Harris a little bit, though. It's it's an interesting spot, but you got lofty expectations. They're, 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 they're going to do everything they can possibly do in Buffalo to take carries off of Josh Allen. Yeah, uh, They want him throwing for touchdowns around the red zone instead of running for him. Now he's going to do it. Sure. Yeah, you know, uh, and, and and it's going to be the coaching staff can't take it out of them, but uh, you know, right. if, if they can get uh, a, a good offensive line in there where he can uh, power Damian Harris in there, I see it as a uh, Jamal Williams. Yeah, I know you do. He had what seventeen touchdowns. I know you do. That's you can't get. You, you just gonna. Just gonna, I'm just, I'm you're just, just gonna talk. Future, and I, I can see. A, well, I can see where that would uh, that could happen. Well, I mean, Adrian Peterson ran for two thousand yards once. You're gonna bring him into the conversation? Like Jamal Williams has nothing to do with it. Hold on, Stephen, hang tight. I appreciate your prediction. Sean says I shared the Mingo stuff on your video earlier today and got no reaction at all. What's up with that uh, emoji? I, I, Sean, do you know how many people are in this room right now? 200 to, to 250, in and out. Uh, uh, how many comments we get a show? In a two-hour show, I'd say probably 1,700 to 2,500 comments, sometimes 3,000 comments during a two-hour show. Sean, I can't absorb it all. I can't read every single question. When I'm running my mouth like I am, and I, I apparently I talk a little too much, I get it. You know, Miss Smitty tells me all the time. But I while I'm moving my mouth this fast, do you think I could read even any of the, the questions that are going by at that specific moment? Sean, I am a human being. You have you have as lofty expectations of me as Stephen does of uh, of Damian Harris. Um, let's go over to uh, Adam. No, hold on. Adam, you've already spoke a little bit. 414 area code. Who are we talking to? Yo, this is Sam. Sam, what's up, my guy? What's up, Sam? Um, I just wanted to say that your Gibbs take is pretty good. I do fear David Montgomery a little bit, but um, I'm I'm a lot of board for sure. Um, yeah. So, the, um, but I wanted to ask go ahead. you a question. Yes, sir. So last year I drafted Javante and Brees. And that kind of came back to bite me in the butt. So I'm thinking about going zero RB this year. Can I tell you? Can I? And I'm pretty high on Pacheco. Yeah. Can I tell you something real quick just to stop yeah, you there? Ahead. This is the the best advice I could ever give anybody, and it holds true no matter what, no matter what, because all things are led from this approach. Go best player available. Don't go in with a set approach. If you have an idea to maybe use the zero RB approach, it can certainly work. Like anybody that goes into a draft system, no matter what, I'm drafting zero RB and they they kill it. They they they, they were fortunate that the flow of draft best player available allowed them to get the team that they got. But too many times people don't adjust and adapt to bob and weave. Uh, so it's a good plan to like keep an eye on. Right, if all things are equal, you start going that zero RB approach if it if it allows you. If your draft slot allows you to, you can get Jamar Chase. You get St. Brown around two. 
In round three, you get a Lave. Bro, I love that approach. That is best player available. That sounds to yep. me like you hit best player available every every single spot, bro. So I absolutely love it. If best player available, Sam, are, are you in a? Are you Stephen? Hold on, Stephen. Or? Stephen, hold on. I'm talking, bro. Um, I absolutely love that approach if it works. So I would say don't be scared off by a previous year though. Because you 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 nailed those running backs. No one will ever know. I'll give you the pat on the back, but no one else is going to come up and give you a cookie or a pat on the back and say, "Bro, you were going to crush everybody to pieces." But the bottom line, bro, is you were, and nobody knows it, and and you'll never get to see it. You'll have to take it to your grave that Javante and Brees Hall and we, bro, we had this situation. This entire community was infected with the, the Brees Hall ACL tear and the Javante ACL tear. Those were two of the biggest predictions on this channel. And we all came together. We were depressed every time those things unfolded. But we all had Kenneth Walker in round 7, 8, 9. Pierce in round 6, 7, 8. We had, we had St. Brown in sometimes round 5 early on in the offseason. Um, there, there was all kinds of breakouts. Joe Burrow round 6, 7. Jalen Hurts 6, 7. We crushed it across the board. Had 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 Brees Hall and Javante not got injured, I think we would have had the best season as a collective group that we humanly possibly could have had. I I, just, I really really I believe what, in, in the fifth or sixth round, uh, Damian Pierce. Don't forget about Damian Pierce. Uh, I just really may surprise uh, yeah. uh, again just this year too. Yes, Stephen. Thank you, Stephen. Um. Let's yeah, for let, sure. let's um, because of you. I've been listening to you for like a year, and because of you, I finished top three in my fantasy league last year. Out of boy. If it wasn't for Brees and Javante, I probably would have finished one. You would have smashed them, bro. You wouldn't have finished one. You would have absolutely annihilated them. You would have annihilated them. You would add. You would have added to your third place finish. Your very close, probably third place finish, where Walker or whoever you had that oh, stepped yeah. up Pierce. I lost by point six. Yeah. So if you would have had a top one to five running back in Brees Hall, a top one to five running back in Javante, and you would have had two, you would have annihilated them, and they would have been talking about you to their grandchildren. But unfortunately, this is the world we live in, where injuries take out players all the time, and it just so happened our two two of our biggest predictions were some of the only players that went down with an ACL tear, which is absolutely crazy. Uh, hang tight. All right, go ahead, Sam. Finish it, and then I'm going to go over to Ben. I was just going to give one bold take. Go ahead. And then I can hop out of here. Yes, sir. Um, I think Trevor Lawrence finishes as a top five. I like possibly, it. Probably top three quarterback. Oh, boy. And Christian Curry and Calvin Ridley both finish as top 15 receivers. Uh, Cal- have, Calvin Ridley and who? And Christian Kirk. Okay, Christian. Wow, that's bold. Christian Kirk. Both, both of them finish in the top fifteen. That's bold there. All right, Ben. Yep, ben, that, that is awesome. Ben. You're live. Stephen, you been you. Stephen, you've been warned. Hey, what's, what's going on? Yeah. What's up? Hey, what's going on, Smitty? I just wanted to say real quick. Um, so, two situations. It could be a prediction, I guess, but like uh, the situation where Kendra Miller takes over the backfield. Want your thoughts on that, and then the same thing for Roshan Johnson and kind of a weak backfield as well. Um, Kendra Miller 
you know, he still has to to uh, defend fend off uh, Jamal and Kamara. So there, there's uh, there's upside there. But like it's one of those like bigger swings. You're 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 stashing him. You're hoping that a, a couple things unfold a certain way. But I definitely like him. Roshan has a much clearer path. I think if you were to grab him and, and Khalil Herbert, they're probably they're probably costing you like I don't know, round eight and nine, round eight and ten. I, I don't even I can't even begin to guess where both their ADPs will be. Because we don't, we have no clue right now. The data is not. It, the data is still even even the data that's been updated as of this moment is still influenced by the old ADP, which made people for two or three days draft a certain way, right? So like Kenneth Walker, like I said, was floating at the top of the ADP list, and so people were feeling pressured to take him because he was sitting there from the beginning of their draft. As soon as they entered, you know, pick fifteen, there's Walker. And he sat there and sat there and sat there, and then you see people just take him. And I don't think they will once his ADP gets adjusted and he gets moved down. People just don't know. Some people don't know what's going on. Some people have no idea that drafting Charbonnet affects Walker because they're not in. They're not in the know. They don't watch anybody that updates them that way or something. So there's a lot of reasons to think like. Roshan could have really high ADP. Maybe he's going to be a steal. Gibbs is going around four. Then he sometimes goes around three. I tend to think he's going to climb into the bottom of two at the very least later on. And he'll probably be a staple in the late two to, to round three territory. But I've gotten him in two, three different drafts in round four. I got Jameer Gibbs in round late round four in one of my best ball drafts last night. And I couldn't believe it. Like, here's a guy that I think I would... If push came to shove, and I'm bold predicting here that he's going to do this right here, but push comes to shove, if I had to take him at the bottom of two, I'd do it in a heartbeat. I really would. I would have no problems with it. Uh, but Roshan, we'll see where his ADP climbs, but definitely love his opportunity, and you can cuff him to Khalil Herbert, and they should be one of the cheapest running back, starting running back crews you can get. Uh, let's go over to Ben real quick. Ben, you're live. Oh, Ben dropped off again. Uh, Adam, you're you're back up, boy. Get after it. Hey there. Sorry about that. I was on mute. Um, so far as uh, I'm surprised you were not more uh, surprised about my number two that I said more than uh, Steve. Maybe honestly. I didn't. Maybe I didn't hear it. Name your top five running backs again for 2023. B. John. Bijan, I think, will be number one. That's, yeah. I think number two will be Tony Pollard. I like. I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that. I like that. Look, you're you're going bold. These are bold takes, and there's nothing wrong with it. As I mentioned earlier it's a, in the show, like if Pollard finished as the number one running back, it wouldn't be the craziest thing in the entire world. I don't. I don't expect that. I'm not planning for that. No one should be planning for that. But if he was like in the two to three to four range, come week eight, like eight weeks into the season, it would not shock me in the slightest if Pollard was number three overall out of all RBs in fantasy football through week eight, week nine, week 10. It wouldn't shock me in the slightest. There is some risk involved, but he escaped the NFL draft. Absolutely phenomenal news that he did. But I, you know, I, I don't think I could rank him there. But I love, I love the ranking. It's bold. It's great. I mean, I agree with Bijan. Bijan's my number one across the board, no matter what. That's no shock to anybody here. But you know, Pollard definitely the, top five to ten running the way back. That I, the, the way that I do my rankings is kind of I do it based on how teams play, certain how they play. So I think 
Bijan being his talent, going to a team where they're going to run the ball. Then you got Tony Pollard. They pretty much already said they want to run the ball there as well. New England's back. If it's just having one, if, if it's just Stevenson and they give him the most of the journey, unlike last year, he didn't get all of it early. You're talking about getting him the full season this time. That's why I have him so high. And then um, I like Gibbs because I think she's going to get a lot of um, opportunity and they have one of the best offensive lines in the league. And between Walker and Charbonnet, I think they will be number five. I don't trust Cap- McCaffrey to stay healthy this year. Yeah, I, it was hard enough to I trust him it. last and year. The r- running backs in San Francisco seem to get hurt a lot because they over they overuse them. I think. Yeah, he's a different running back because he you know he takes care of his body different, but uh, still we were already he was already on borrowed time for many of us walking into last year. Then when he was traded, it was kind of like. You know he was he was he was like he was uh, you know in a video game he ran into one of those one uh, one up lifes and it just like it made him grow and it gave him a little bit more battery power so he was able to go through a whole another year but I, I do have concerns about him getting through another year in San Francisco um, if anybody can do it it is McCaffrey because he does his own workouts he does his own you know stretching routines he has his own aftercare that he does he goes in the sauna he goes and you know does all this stuff to take care of his body so if anybody could do it it would be McCaffrey for one more year but Bijan's my number one and and I love I love trading out of any pick where I have to force myself to take a Christian McCaffrey or force myself to take a Tyreek Hill or force myself to take anybody in that middle to late first round I'd much rather get two picks in the second and third round as long as that third rounder is high enough and come in strong with a, an Alave and a London and an Alave and a Burrow in place of my one mid first round pick. It's such a smash move. And sometimes you got to give up like a seventh rounder. Like I, I've done trades before where I give up my five overall and I get someone's second and third round pick and I, I don't even get anything in return. They're just so badly want to have two first rounders. They'll burn one of their picks and do it. And if they, they want something back, you kick back a seventh or an eighth rounder. You try and work that pick as far down as you can. Sometimes it creeps up into round six. Sometimes you got to give up a five. But I've done it on all spectrums. I've given up a one player or one pick number five for a second and third round pick. And I'm telling you, you give me Burrow and you give me a Lave, even if I was to reach on a Lave in round two. Or let's just say you gave me a third rounder and a fourth rounder and I got Burrow and Alave there. A third and a fourth rounder for that number five overall, that will crush it. That will crush that one player. So like you could say, give me your third and fourth rounder for your for a number seven. And you would smash it. You would beat that player, that other owner in that trade at the end of the day. But you do need to go after that second and fourth or second and third. That would be a much better move to give up a top five pick because you can do it. You can get it done. And that's my draft pick trading stuff, and we'll do more of that. Let me go over to Steven real quick. He's been a good little boy, been very quiet in the corner, hasn't hasn't interrupted one time in the last uh, couple uh, couple moments. So what's up, my guy? Oh, uh, Kadarius, Tony, or Sky Moore because they didn't they draft the second rounder and Rossi Rice. Uh, that tells me that uh, those are the wide receivers they're going to roll with. And uh, if you want 1,400 yards, if Darius Tony stays healthy, I don't know how many touchdowns and yards he'd get in that offense. 
that that's the one they're going to feature. I thought you liked Rasheed Rice. I do like Rasheed Rice, but uh, he uh, in the event that one of the two of them go down, whether it's Sky Moore or whatever, if he's got any talent, uh, you know uh, they'll work him in uh, into that offense. Mahomes will find I, him. I don't. I don't think that I. I believe that Kadarius Tony has the ability. No doubt about it. He does. He has the ability. But does he have more than one red flag? The answer is yes. And that's what tends to have me go in a different direction. It's not that he can't do it. It's not that I won't watch him You know, do it for somebody else and go, wow, that would have been kind of fun to bank on him. It was just a little risky. But Kadarius Tony has that. He's kind of a head case. You know, he's he's he was moved out of New York for a reason. Um, he's very injury prone. And so there's a lot of red flags that concern me. He wasn't used fully last year. And some of that was because he got hurt. That was part of the other. So there's a lot of red flags. And to me, I, I just like Sky Moore. Like, I'm going to go after Sky Moore. I'm not going to go after Tony. Tony has higher draft capital anyways. Give me Sky Moore as my wide receiver 3-4. I sometimes get him as my wide receiver 4. I agree with you that someone's going to eat big time there. But I kind of feel like it's going to be Sky Moore. I mean, Sky Moore is the high you, dra- draft you, capital. If you drafted Patrick Mahomes, if you draft, drafted Patrick Mahomes, and you turn around and came back in the third or fourth round, uh, you know, uh, Sky Moore right there would be a really good pick to pair him up. Third or fourth round, Steven, not on my show. You've just been Smitty disapproved. Did you just say Sky Moore in the third or fourth round? Well, if something happened, if they had an injury or something like that in training camp, maybe. But I still got Kadarius Tony as the, the one that, uh, if he's healthy, he'll have 14, Steve, 1,500 yards. He's Debo Samuel. Steven, Steven regroup. Go, go regroup. Come right back. Hold on. Hang tight. Just let, let's uh, Real quickly, let me go to uh, let me go to some of the, the, the questions in the chat real quick. Steven, it's a little early. A little early. <laughs> and you just said Kadarius Tony. So I'm a little confused, but that's right. Steven, we love you just the same. If he's good enough, should win the job easy. KC wide receiver room is weak, says Dan. I, I just think Sky Moore, the draft capitals there, he's going to be a, a, an absolute like monster given his ADP, which don't tell Steven, but it's like in double-digit round territory. It's like your wide receiver four. <laughs> but Steven's saying if someone got hurt, that he'd be a third or fourth rounder. I highly doubt that. If Kadarius Tony went down tomorrow, Sky Moore goes up a couple rounds, maybe to like round eight. <laughs> but Steven, it was awfully cute. It was awfully cute, Steven. I appreciate you. Well, if you're gonna if you're gonna take a swing, swing big. You know what I mean? If you hit it, then uh, you got it, and everybody is all like, "Wow, how did you figure that out?" <laughs> or or you know, or, or Stephen, look at the situation. Look at the quarterback. Look at the uh, the offense and the defense. And you look at Kansas City. Okay, and all that opportunity is there. And that's the best offensive team in football. You're you're selling me. Now, you're, you're selling me you on think, it. If you think that you're going to be able to get any of these guys in the uh, in the low fives or sixes or whatever, no, I'm going to take them earlier than you. Okay, because there's more opportunity. You're selling me, Steven. Uh, I appreciate you, though. <laughs> Josh Allen had all that firepower. You know what I love about Steve? Steven, you are you are a uh, 
a specimen. You are a treasure, a national treasure to this show. Your skin is so thick, this guy doesn't miss a beat. I could literally hang up on him right now and tell him he's in timeout for that, that take, which I really should do, to be honest. And Stephen would call back. He wouldn't ask a question. He wouldn't cry or complain and say, why me? Why'd you hang up on me, Smitty? I'm not coming back. He literally just goes right back into it. This guy's got skin I believe what I believe. of steel. No, no, but I understand that, Stephen. But you're, you, you literally are loyal as can be, skin of steel, and 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 no matter what I say to you, you just come right back, and I appreciate that, Stephen. You're you're kind of like a, a sounding uh, I board for me, Smitty. And uh, I I've really enjoyed uh, uh, finding your channel and interacting with the chat and everything. And uh, I was just looking. Uh, there's like 190 people and only 110 mics. Let's give a like to Smitty. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do what Steven uh, says. Come on. Uh, fire in it. Fire in the chat. Let's go. Listen to Steven. Get that like Don't. Button. Let's get Smitty 200 likes. Come on. Yeah. Don't listen to him about the KC wide receiver room. But yeah, listen to him about this. Steven knows what he's talking about. Hit that thumb up button on your way in the door. Uh, Adam, what else you got? kind of interesting my and this is no joke um the other wide receivers that i've been i got like a like a ton of them on uh big board was Rashid rice and when he went to kansas city i was like that worked out pretty well i liked him because i thought he had he had really good jump ball upside like i kept watching him like they were throwing him the ball and he'd be catching between like two defenders and i found it really interesting when they came to city and i'm not i'm not going to act like um like he was a uh, a player that I knew a lot about until I started sort of drafting him. Because when I first started, I was just kind of drafting any kind of rookie that I heard anything about, and I did, and then I did more research. And I think he could do do some do, do some nice uh, stuff with Mahomes. I, yeah, I don't well. I don't mind him. Is I think now that the wide receiver is a good situation. Now the wide receivers that they got, I think he could be the one that actually could be the. You know that could be the one that could have a big year. It's a good, it's a and, decent situation know. for sure. Uh, hang tight, real quick. Yeah, hang tight, real quick, Adam. Uh, hung like Hernandez says. No um, SP just because I got Bijan super chat just because I got Bijan Gibbs Flowers AR fifteen and A chain in my dynasty league with an already stacked team and Mayor even if Smitty doesn't like the landing spot he's a stud Smitty the man. Uh, hung like Hernandez, maybe Mayer ends up doing okay. It, you know, it just depends. I, I just Jimmy doesn't have a track record of, of you know, thrown to the tight end lately. I mean, he just Kittle was dormant with him. But I love, I love the player, and maybe he gets out of that situation. Maybe Jimmy's not there, you know, for very long. So it could still work out. It takes rookie tight ends about a year and a half anyway to get fully in motion. So Jimmy might not be the starter next year. So that dynasty move. Mayor in, in in that situation could end up being better later on, but you you absolutely crushed it, bro. Love your team. A chain's a good grab. Make sure Mingo's not available somehow in this grandma league Hernandez that has you dominating so easily. A uh, ten dollar hauler gets a moonshot to the moon. Um, amazingness all around. Unlike Hernandez, good job. Uh, man, the Steel Man Steven. I've changed Steven's name to Steven Steel. Sounds like a you know an entertainer's name. I want to I want to talk some Baltimore Ravens for a minute. Okay, you've earned it. Go ahead. And I just want to I just want to put this out there right now. Now this has nothing to do with fantasy football. This is real football. 
It's about what's going on. I believe we've got a team that's going to compete with all of you. And uh, whether it's Lamar or Mark Andrews, you can take whoever you want. But I'm telling you, we're coming for blood this year. Uh, y'all are going to have. I and that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, I, I don't. Uh, I don't think you're that off that there could be a potential where the Ravens are are balling this year. I mean, Flowers was needed. I said this from the beginning. If Lamar returns to Baltimore and doesn't get support, he's going to bust again. But the way that he could get into a situation where I'm even reevaluating my Lamar Jackson and Baltimore take is that if they bring in a, a Zay Flowers or they bring in a wide receiver, what did they do? They brought in Zay Flowers. They did exactly what I said needed to be done in order for me to take a double take at it and give Lamar a fresh start. And Munkin, sounds like Munkin's the answer because they bring Munkin in and all of a sudden they're drafting Zay Flowers. They're bringing in Odell. They're talking about changing this offense in a different way. They'll probably let Lamar be Lamar, but they did everything they needed to do. They, they paid him way more than they that said they were my, going to. My personal opinion, so, uh, we paid uh, Odell Beckham Jr. $15 million in cash to uh, have the ability to be a coach on the field and be able to be in the uh, in the wide receiver room. We needed veteran leadership. We have talent. We just haven't had somebody to be able to show them and on the field make adjustments and everything. And I believe Odell is going to be key uh, to what we're going to do uh, moving forward. We've got the talent. We just thank uh, you, Hernandez. The thing Appreciate you. Is, as far as this is fantasy, foot, uh, fantasy football, fantasy football. You know what I mean. I can't tell you, uh, you know, if you could take Lamar you just said later Fanny or football. Mark Andrews, top three, what, uh, you know, tight end or something like that. Honestly, uh, Baltimore is not some place where you're going to find uh, a lot of uh, fantasy production. Uh, it's a team effort, and that's yeah. why you know we've uh, we've always made the playoffs at, uh, for uh, two years. Well, a- Andrews has been pretty good. We've missed the playoffs. A- Andrews, We've been here every single freaking time. Andrews is pretty good. Some like J.K. Dobbins a lot, and Lamar could be a top five, six quarterback, so I think you're selling your team a little short in the fantasy football department. But, Stephen, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're throwing down, and I think the Ravens are absolutely, absolutely playing. Play- hold on, would, Stephen. Hold on a sec, Stephen. Take- hold on. I'm talking. Well, where would you, it's like where talking would you to my child. J.K. Dobbins? What? Where would you take J.K. Dobbins? Uh, I don't know I yet. Mean, if, if he's fully healthy and, and the running game and it works in the offense, it, it's a shot. But I don't, could he be a thousand yard back? Maybe. I don't trust him to stay healthy, but he certainly has the ability to, I think, do very well if he was to stay healthy. So it's it kind of a, a, a touch and go relationship between me and J.K. But I will say, I think you're selling your team a little short. There's a lot of fantasy production to be had. And I 100% think that the Ravens are in the playoff business. Okay, they're going to be 100% in the mix for a wild card spot now. Because they did what I said they needed to do. I think they're going to freaking murder uh, people. That's what I think. Harry Crumbs. What's up, pal? You're live. How's it going? I'm good, bro. I got I just wanted to make a, a quick prediction. And then I'll get out of here. I'll get back to listening to the show. And... I think to keep Tua healthy, they're going to switch things up down in Miami. And I think A-Chain, he might not be a great running back production-wise, but I think he's going to eat a lot from Tyreek and Waddle. I think that they got some very speedy weapons out in Miami. 
and they just they got to keep Tua healthy. They don't have any other choice. Yeah, I, I think A Chain's going to be running backs. Do they run running back by committee like nothing else? Miami has like five backs that they use. Do they have any other running backs that can hit a four three two? Steven. Probably two of them. Steven. This is out of my control. You know this, but we have one person saying disconnect on Steven. If we get two more, I have to do it. You're in timeout for 10 minutes. It doesn't mean I don't love you. doesn't mean that I don't want you back on the show, pal. doesn't mean you can't call in in 10 minutes. doesn't mean you don't have a place in our hearts. But this is out of my control, well, Steven. There, there, there's 180 people watching and 120 likes, and I expect that to be at least 150 by the time I get back. <laughs> and if I'm not... <laughs> then there's going to be problems because I'll get other people in here to take your people's place. Understand me. <laughs> All right, I'll uh, I'll hang Finish up and him. I'll take my time. Call terminated. But yeah, that's all I wanted to say is I wanted to get y'all's take on A-Chain. I'm going to let y'all go now. Well, uh, hey, I didn't answer yet, so hang tight real quick. Oh, he's gone. Uh, A-Chain to me, Harry Crumbs just bailed. I was just about to, to conversate with him. A-Chain, to me, is probably, you know, in, in the Chase Brown, obviously, territory. I don't think you can count on anything. He's not the starter right away. Feels like Roshan Johnson. So, like, Roshan Johnson, Chase Brown, A-Chain, they're all very, very much in the same vein. Very, very much have the same uh, rookie ADP and value territory that you're going to scoop them up at. It's definitely in that like that end of the first round, you know. Like you, you're gonna go a little early on one of them if you want them. You you want them at 12, 13, 14. You're gonna have to take them a little early. People might laugh at you. Hey, Chain, you took them a little early. Roshan Johnson at thirteen. What are you doing? But that's the territory for me. Once I get to two point one, and this is my advice for anybody. And this may be bad advice to some people, but it's advice I live by. So it kind of goes to show that it's important to me to follow this as a commandment in fantasy football. Once you get to 2.1, throw ADP, rookie ADP, to the wind. Don't concern yourself with how, how how far down you could let someone slip. Because if you're waiting anything of five or six picks, people are getting their guys once 2.1 is over. 1.1 to 1.12, that first round, is very influential in making sure you stick kind of to the, to the ADP course. But once you get in the second round, and some people have only one second round pick and no third round pick, no fourth round pick, there's so many different variables at play. Once you get to 2.1, 1,000% pick your guy. And even if he's a third rounder, take him at 2.1 if he's your guy. Even if he's a fourth rounder, I don't care. I really don't give a crap what people think when I reach for somebody in the second round of a rookie-only pick. People get cr- crazy, they get crafty, and they also get stupid in the second round because they don't know ADP. And when you get deep into rookies, like the second round, there are so many people that don't know who these players even are. Some of these people don't invest the amount of time that you and I and everybody on the line and everybody in the in the chat they don't invest that kind of time. When they get to the second round, they just see a bunch of names on teams they like, and they'll just start taking them. So please understand, when you get to 2.1, start slinging it. As Denny would say, sling it, go get your guy. If Roshan's your guy at 2.1, just grab him. I don't care if he's got a 2.5 ADP. 
If if Joshua Downs is your guy, grab him. If Tank Dell is your guy, grab him. ADP is meaningless in rookie drafts after 1.12. Uh, Adam, what else you got? Phone lines are open, by the way. Um, I was thinking about the top the top five wide receivers. You know, I, I think Jefferson's going to still be number one. Um, I think Cuff will come back. I think he'll be number two. And then I think um, Chase, number three. I think Wilson will be number four. And I think Olave will be number five. Yep. That is my prediction. I like those. Um, I, I, think, uh, I think Drake London could definitely get in the mix too. I think there's a lot of players. Obviously Tyreek Hill is going to be in that mix, but but uh Drake Lennon and Watson are going to be surprise six to ten guys. I think the this sophomore class is so amazing to me. I want every single one of those sophomore wide receivers down to Pickens. But especially above Pickens. I like Pickens a lot. I think he's great. But Watson, London, Alave, Garrett Wilson, these are guys that I want. I want a team where I have all four of them. And then I go kind of crazy at the running back position. That would be an amazing uh, uh, team to build around, in my opinion, a very fun one. Hey. Matt Biagia is on the line. Matt Biagia, you're live, pal. What's up, Smitty? What's up? Nothing. I'm uh, I'm doing like Ron Navy. I'm in like eleven three dollar underdog um, slow drafts. And when you're when you're doing that many drafts, do you like to just diversify and try to pick up every, you know, pretty much everyone? There's two schools of thought here, and you're going to hear a bunch of different people give you this exact answer, and there's no exact answer. There, there's two things. It's like doing a, a bracketology tournament, okay? You're doing the, the bracketology tournament. Um, you're essentially, you, you can go a bunch of different directions. You can do three brackets. You can do two different approaches and try and win. Or you could do one bracket and then do another bracket where, you know, when you're at a fork in the road, you're like, I don't know if UConn should have went. Or if, and you do the same bracket and the, the one pieces where you kind of wavered, you go down that different fork in the road, but you keep all the other things constant. You know, so the, all the variables stay the same, but then that one branch you didn't go down, you go down that branch. Then you do your third bracket and you keep everything kind of the same and you go down that other branch that you want to go down. So you're essentially doubling down, tripling down, quadrupling down on a lot of different things, but you're mixing up a certain part that you were unsure of, but you were more sure about everything else. Sometimes I've had my best fantasy seasons I've ever had, bro, where I've just drafted the same guys over and over, but slightly changed it. And the great part about that is if you do that, best ball, the the people sniping you, the different draft positions that you don't get to choose, that will by far already inject that variation for you so you could literally keep trying to draft the same team and by default based on people sniping you and your draft position being off a little bit each time you're going to get different variations of the one team you think is the best team there's that advantage to doing it there's also the advantage or the disadvantage of doing that that if you miss on Javante and he gets injured and tears his ACL Brees Hall tears his ACL all of your teams tank there's just it's two different approaches. Neither one's wrong or right. One of them can lead to total domination. One of them could lead to total. The same thing could lead to total disaster across the board. And and, and the other the other variant 
could lead you to one championship here and th- and two automatic loser teams because you didn't go the direction that you went in. Or you could get lucky and, and literally win on all three, even though you took three different approaches. It's just it really is three different ways to look at it, to be honest. And there's no right or wrong to it. And then just, my my, my, my just real, in the moon, real quick, real I was quick, say mix in the moon man. Yeah, so but real try, quick. Because the value is great is what you're saying on most of those guys. Yeah, yeah. At least right now. Yeah. My Arian Foster prediction, that, and I went on NBC Sports Radio and said Arian Foster in the fifth. He was in the fifth and sixth round. Uh, LaShawn McCoy in the same draft was in the fifth and around the fifth fifth round. The McCoy, people don't remember LaShawn McCoy, Shady McCoy, was not the top running back coming out of, of the rookie class. He was going, he was highly ranked, people liked him, but he was going around four or five. Uh, Arian Foster was an undrafted free agent the year prior, and he walked into that that 2010 season as uh, a fourth and fifth rounder. He eventually climbed to four, but when I did when I did this uh, radio spot, I did every year for 20 years. I, I, had a fan, I was on the longest running fantasy football radio show in the world um, for 20 straight years. The show was... I think the show went 23, 24 years, but I joined about four or five years, three years in, whatever. And I went on there and said, Aaron Foster is going to be a top one to five running back. And the only thing we had to show for was his week 16 and week 17. He was an undrafted free agent. He didn't do anything all year long. He came in in week 16 and week 17, showed us flashes of brilliance, but it was in week 16 and week 17, especially week 17, no one cares about because backups are going in anyway. Was that that Houston? Was he in Houston? Yeah. So walking into that 2010 season, I I quadrupled down. Everything I did was around Arian Foster. It was around LaShawn McCoy. I had the most magnificent fantasy football advice giving and you know production season I've ever had in my life. I smashed every single draft I had, every league I had. Then in other years, even in the Clyde Edwards-Alaire year, I went all in on Clyde in a lot of leagues, and I got I, I still won my share, but I got crushed in 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 about maybe thirty or forty percent of the leagues that had Clyde Edwards-Alaire as as a first slash second round player. And that's just the nature of it. You're not going to hit it all. Last year, I had a really good year last year considering uh, we lost Javante and Brees Hall to major you know, season-ending injuries, and they were two of my top five predictions. I still won a lot of leagues. I was very, very shocked, but it's because we, were, we hit Walker, we hit Pierce, we hit Jalen Hurts, we hit uh, Joe Burrow, and we didn't just hit him. We smashed those predictions out of the park. Tony Pollard out of the park. Just absolutely uh, 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 demolished people with those predictions. But had I not suffered those injuries, had I spread around the love and not gone heavy on Brees Hall and Javante in like every league, I would have been 100% success rate that year because of what all those other guys did for me. And like I said, no one's going to give you guys a pat on the back for having Hall, Javante, Walker, Pierce. All people are going to remember that you barely missed winning the, the, the championship or you barely won the championship. No one's going to come in and pat you on the back but me and say, if you had Brees Hall and Javante, you would have smashed everybody to, to, yeah, to little I tiny pieces. Yeah, I lost in the semis with uh, Javante. Yeah. But I had a pretty good, pretty solid team, obviously. I'm still debating on the fifth uh, keeper for my league. Because I have Montgomery. You were kind of telling me maybe keep him. I just wonder what your thoughts yeah, are. Yeah, tell me who they are again. He's going to do. Uh, I have Jamar Chase, 
Josh Allen, T. Higgins, uh, Mark Andrews, and then I'm debating like Amari Cooper, uh, Montgomery. It's um, not Monty anymore. Pretty much just those two. I don't think right. I keep Monty. Um, I think yeah, I probably have to keep Cooper. Would you take Charbonnet as your first running back? He might not even fall to me at, at the ninth, the one hundred nine. Um, yeah, he, he might. I mean, why would he not fall? I don't think anybody's liking him I, right now. I, uh, well, our league is we draft rookie running backs. We just do it. So, I mean, obviously, Bijan's one. Um, you know, Gibbs is probably definitely going to. I mean, he might be the third back. Or would that, you put bro, anyone that, else above Sharp? Uh, that's going to be high. Uh, but, yeah, anyway, uh, I would say, you know, Amari Cooper seems a little safer right now. Mon- Monty's okay. I don't mind Monty. I mean, I mean, Swift getting traded out. If I if I keep Cooper, I'm going no running backs. Yeah. And you know, I, do I? T- I want Javante. I, I don't want to give up on him. But is he going to be J.K. Dobbins the rest of his career? <laughs> I know. I don't know. I, I mean, can you trade Monty? I mean, if running backs are so valuable, no, I would think you'd be able to trade probably him. Probably not. They're all going to be like Gibbs is the man. I mean, I'm sure Monty will be heavy in, like, the first six weeks. And then slowly, Gibbs will probably just be getting, you know, more and more. Maybe like how Javante was in his first year where he was 50-50 split with Well, you got, you, got a good, you got a good team. I, I would, I'd be tempted to trade Andrews away uh, to try and upgrade Monty. Um, then you could keep Cooper and that player. You know, so go to the teams that don't have really a good five. I'm talking to the, the 103 right now. Because he doesn't even have five keepers. Yeah, yeah. Go to I'm, him. I'm trying to get one of them. Up. Go to him and give him Monty. He hasn't even started. He hasn't even started. He's one of those guys that you were talking about that doesn't even know the names of. Yeah. He's like. Yeah. Go to, go but, give him Monty or Cooper with your pick to move up in the draft that we can get a better RB. Okay, hang tight, real quick, Matt. Uh, muted Mario. All right. Muted Mario, you're up. Thank you for being muted, by the way. No problems, Matty. You know, every time I'm here, I mute myself. I stay respectful over here. Uh, you know, it's, um, it's, it's all we can ask. I had a, I had a quick question about the um, the fantasy league, the uh, the Cooper Cup league. Are we doing that again uh, this year? Later, golf. Appreciate you, golf. Uh, Cooper Cup. Uh, we probably will be doing something similar to it. Right now, we're doing the Garrett Wilson and Trevor Lawrence. Um, Autograph, or I, I don't know if it's gonna be Trevor Lawrence. It's Trevor Lawrence or Fields, probably one of the two autograph jersey. Um, any super, any more super flexes that we do will we'll be in that. And if we don't do any more, then there'll be a small pool for that. So it'd be cool for anybody that that already entered. Um, but any of the private drafts, not the Best Ball Mania twenty five dollar ones, but when we do a private one, usually right after we'll start we'll kick one of those off like maybe at the end of the the best ball mania we'll start a private one and then we won't do the whole draft live on the show but we'll kick off the first couple of rounds but anytime i do a three dollar private draft where the prizes are tiny um that will be for this autograph what if it's a one qb and i say it's a private draft for the garrett wilson jersey it's for this autographed garrett wilson jersey right here so that will be going to the winner of those private drafts so get ready for that as far as the cooper cup draft um, we'd probably name it something else, maybe a Chris Olave draft or whatever. Uh, I, I, yeah, hang out until about August. August one is when we probably kick off something like that, and it'd be it'd be a little different okay. than normal. Cool. I was just curious. I've been all over the place with work and stuff, so I just want yeah. to you know 
my eye out and stuff like that, so I appreciate it. Yeah, anybody that wants to be in those, they, you want to go after either of those jerseys and be ready, click the link I just dropped. It's also pinned in the live chat. It's also in the description of this video and every other video, but I just dropped the link right this second. Make sure you get all signed up and ready to go. There's a $10 minimum deposit on Underdog Fantasy. That's it. And if we're doing $3 drafts for those autographed jerseys, well, you deposit 10 bucks, they're going to match it because they'll match up to $100 in your first deposit. So that means you got 20 bucks that you get to, you know, spend that three, slow drip that $3 out and get a handful of drafts in. Uh, so get ready for that. We're doing the, the Underdog Fantasy um, $3 private drafts for these jerseys that we're talking about. On top of the best ball mania that, that are set, a whole separate deal, those are $3 million to first place. $3 million to first place. And they've got a really cool in-season, like regular season uh, amount of prizes. So you know how on the best balls you look at the prizes and it's whoever wins at the end? Now they have another section, if you scroll past it, they're prizes for the regular season winners, which is really cool. So if you win, if you're the highest score on the regular season, then you get you know X number of dollars, and that's awesome. Um, let's go over to. Hold on, muted Mario. One second. Uh, let me see who I haven't gone to yet. I think I haven't gone to Oscar. Oscar, what's up, my guy? Hey, hey, Smitty, how are you? What's up? Hey, uh, so just wanted to call in and ask in regards to Gibbs. Um, I actually had that question earlier in the chat regarding where you would take him in a Superflex Dynasty startup or what round specifically, I guess. Gibbs in a Superflex Dynasty startup. Well, let's back this. Let's reverse engineer this into a 1QB and say that we don't know where his value is going to be, but... Because no ADP is accurate right now because everyone's mock drafting off of bad, you know, outdated ADP where Gibbs is a fourth and fifth rounder. So that suggestion is giving like Biagia's people that he's in a draft with or whatever. They don't know the names yet. They don't know they even know the landing spots. You could probably go to three or four of Biagia's league mates and say, where did Gibbs get drafted? They go, I don't know. They, they wouldn't have a clue. They wouldn't have a single clue. Um, those are grandma leagues. And so we don't have a good sense of ADP, but if I had to use my, my brain power and 20 years of doing this from a professional perspective here, uh, I would say that it's probably going to be in a dynasty startup one QB. He's going to go in like the six to 15 range. We really don't know. He could go as high as like six, five. Some people say they love Gibbs. Not a lot of people. I'd say 20% of, of people that, are deeply embedded in rookie content. About 20-15% think that Gibbs is better than Bijan. So there's going to be a, a crafty person or two or a, a, a reaching, you know, Richard that's going to reach in the draft and take him at 6 or 7 or 8. And you, So we don't really know. But I would say that if you mix in Superflex, so now that we've got a baseline of where we think he could go in a, in a startup 1QB, we added like 10, 10 players to that. So you're talking about a guy that could go, let's just call it 12. 11 or 12, he's probably going at 22 to 25 in a, in a 2QB. You there, Oscar? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So tw 22 to 25 overall. Yeah. Pick, I mean, B yeah, Bijan's going in, in the second round, but the top of the second round. And sometimes lower first round in a, in a 2QB. But, but I think, you know, sometimes Gibbs will probably go at the bottom of two. 
probably top of three at the very latest. I don't think you're getting him in the fourth round or anything in a, in a dynasty startup two QB. I think you could get him at the top of three, but he'll probably go at the bottom of two in some some cases. People love Gibbs, bro. People love Gibbs. They and, and they should. He's the bold pre- prediction right here. 1,300 plus total yards, 11 TDs, 55 plus receptions. That's my lower prediction. I lowered it just to to give people like a a little bit lower bar to reach. He's going to be a top five to ten running back under that context. Um, let's go back over to uh, Biagia real quick. Biagia, you got anything else? What's up? Yo. Uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, he's going to be on that turf out there in Detroit too, Gibbs. He's going to be all, yeah, I mean, he's going to be, uh, I, I, yeah, you always hate that, no. but a lot of players play on, on turf anyway, but. But he's going to be faster then, is what I'm saying. Oh, even okay. On the turf. I thought you were talking about like ACLs. Yeah, I mean that always. People are always going to cry when that happens. But some of these super talented guys, I mean, they can really fly too. Yep. On the turf. He's going to be a, a, a baller, bro. He's going to be an absolute baller. Can't wait to watch him. Watch him play. All right, hey, uh, I'm going to let you go, Barry Bi- Sanders. Biagia, you got any any final words? I'm going to I'm going to kick everyone off the phone line. Matt Biagia. Final thoughts. Go. No, I uh, I really like this show. I love watching it. Thumbs the sh- up. The show loves you back, pal. Appreciate you. All right, buddy. Later. Adam, final words. Uh, going back to the, uh, when you're picking your players, I think you should just pick whoever you want. Who you who Whoever you're most confident in, stick, put your balls on the table and, and take them. Like last year, I was highest on uh, Stevenson. At 81% in 150 best balls last year. And if he doesn't get hurt at the that game, I knew that I was going to have a bunch to miss the playoffs because he got hurt in the game before the playoffs. But if he doesn't get hurt, I have probably 25 more. And I'm willing to take that risk because that's the kind of risk you got to take to win those kind of contests. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a happy medium between getting away with what you can get away with so that you can smash it even more and taking your guy. But best player available... Is not some people just hear that and they say, "What's best player available?" What does Smitty mean by best player available? Does that mean take the guy that's at the top of the suggested pre rank list? No, that I know some people that are that are layman's that don't know fantasy football casuals might hear best player available and go, "Smitty just drafts like a robot. He just takes the top guy suggested." <laughs> best player available half the time is you're reaching, you're reaching, you're you're making sure exactly. it's a happy balance of taking. You know, Alave at 3.1 instead of 3.8 because you want to get your guy. and Or take an Alave at 2.12 or 2.10, you know, where you have very close second and third round picks. And you're like, I think I'm going to get my guy no matter what in the third round. I don't know if I make Alave that guy that I end up with the two guys that I want. So I'm going to go Alave at the end of round two. Don't nobody take Alave higher than the end of round two. If you're and if that's if you're getting cute and you're trying to do something that you know will work out at the end of it all. If you do the right combination of drafting, but my whole point is best player available is is the the the, the way to to draft that that leads to all other roads. You know that could be running back, running back, running back. It's just it doesn't. You know, there's no there's no set in stone plan of attack, and best player available means that when you're on the clock, it's as simple as this. If I could define it for anybody, 
went on the clock, reset, recalibrate your thinking. Who is the best pick right here, right now? Who has the most ability to climb the highest from their drafted draft slot that you're drafting them in? Meaning if you take Christian Watson in round four and a half, ask yourself right before you take him, could he be a top five wide receiver? The answer is he could. He could. Maybe top six to seven, you know, more likely, more six to eight. But could he be a top five to eight wide receiver? The answer is, yeah, he could be. Therefore, in the fourth round, how is that not an absolute smash? That is the best player available. If you're drafting a guy last year, Michael Pittman, I said, don't do it. People were taking him at the top of round three. And I said, ask yourself a question. Can he be a top five wide receiver? Some people said yes. And I said, no, he can't. Therefore, he's not the best player available. It's a disaster waiting to happen. If your answer isn't reset and recalibrated every time, this is the best player available. Gibbs at 19 overall could be a top five overall player. Smash. Draft him. Alave at 3.2 could be a top five, top three to five wide receiver. Smash. Drake London, top five upside in round five. Are you kidding me? Those are absolute smashes. Bijan at 12, he could be the number one overall player. That's a whole round climb that he could climb up. So, best player available all day long. Uh, this guy right here, Bob from uh, Bobbin, Bobbin Accounting. This guy has been dormant for a while. So, Bob, I'm going to send you to the moon and tell you to take a lap at the same time because we've missed you here, pal. And we don't know where you've been. But you've been missing for a while. The phone line's open if you want to call in real quickly. But I'm going to send you on a little baby lap because you've been missing and late for work. We need you here, Bob. We need you here typing up TPS reports in the office. And you've been slacking. And we're glad you're back. The Super Chat's amazing. I'm going to make it rain. I'm going to make it rain in the studio for you because you're that big of a beast. Absolutely lo love you, Bob. Nothing but respect for you, Bob. Take a lap for being late. Phone line's open if you want to dial in. Uh, Adam, I appreciate you, pal. You too, Smitty. Have a good night. Yeah, call in anytime. Oscar, final thoughts while we maybe wait for Bob from accounting to check in. Uh, I didn't even read his... Hold, yeah, hold, no. hold on one second, Oscar. I'm sorry. I didn't even read his thing. Been watching the show in the morning, but loving bold prediction Monday. Cam Akers finishes number eight running back for the season. Um, you know, I, I can understand that prediction, Bob. That's... The TPS reports, the spreadsheets probably suggest he's a pretty good pick this year. My gut says stay away, but uh, I can respect this prediction. And Cam Akers certainly has, in, in a vacuum, the ability and maybe the situation to do this. This wouldn't be that crazy to me. I've heard I've heard Boulder with Cam, so this is an okay. Uh, I, I don't mind this one, Bob. I don't agree with it, but I don't mind it. You're not taking a lap because of the prediction. You're taking a lap because you were late. And we need you here, Bob. The phone line's open, Bob. Okay, sorry, Oscar, go ahead. All right. Um, I know you mentioned in your previous video you'd be updating uh, ADP on site. How often uh, do you normally update the ADP on there? Um, on the on the fantasyfootballshow.com? Correct. Uh, it's going to be very very uh, frequently now that the the drafts are here because I need I'm using this ADP data on Underdog 
And so I'll, I'll be putting it up very, very free, frequently. We just needed the, the NFL draft to be over because now we got the ADP data again. So give me give me a player, bro. I'll tell you his ADP right now. Uh, since we're on the topic, let's say Olave. Olave. Uh, wide receiver. He is wide receiver. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. He's wide receiver 12. He's going at 23.2 though. So that that's actually high for wide receiver 12, but this is a three wide receiver format. So that's why. But that's right at the 2-3 turn. When I say that the the sharp uh Charbonnet, When I say that that Alave can be a top, you know, 3 um 3 to uh top 3 to 5 wide receiver. I mean, that that's a that's an absolute smash. You know? That, that's an absolute smash from that that ADP. So e- even if he does climb into the uh, the 24, 25, 26 overall territory, which is a little higher than it was. It was like 3.2, 3.5, 3.4. Now he's going at right at 23, 24 overall, the 2-3 turn. If he can be a top 3 to 5 wide receiver, he can smash that late second round, early third round draft capital. Just absolutely annihilate it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you, Smitty. Appreciate yeah. you and all that you do. Yeah, man. Appreciate you. Later. Okay. Um, where is my... Oh, there's my phone number. I was like, where did my phone line go? It's right there. Uh, Isaac with the Super Chat. Bull prediction. Get Higgins. Chase will re-aggravate that hip injury. Make sure to cuff Brees. Salah will play him. Light this season, says Isaac. Thank you, Isaac, for the super chat. I don't like the the negative breeze talk, but you're to the moon, pal. To the moon. And I appreciate you. Bold take indeed, says Scotty. I think he's talking about, I think, the cam one. Uh, I think I got all the super chats out of the way. If you guys have anything on the way out the door, I will hit it before I leave. Ron Navy says, our Mars man Gibbs telling no fibs, uh, Sipping on some old-fashioned pibs. Appreciate you, Ron Navy. Ron Navy says, get ready for a 2,500-yard JJ season. Uh, Wild Bill says, Smitty, my first three running backs are, are Bijan, Walker, and Charbonnet. That's fantastic. Wild Bill talking about Fournette. Appreciate all that that talk there. Hung like Hernandez dropping his $10 hauler. Isaac dropping his, his $2 hauler. Garrett dropping his $2 hauler. Um, where he says, Alave, 9 and 12, end of season. Smitty, come on now. Uh, Garrett, you still here? Appreciate that super chat. I don't know if I missed that super chat. Uh, Bob in accounting dropping the $20 wad. He hasn't called in yet. I'm a little disappointed that Bob hasn't called in, but I still appreciate Bob. Bob to the moon. To the moon. Bob does accounting from the moon, ladies and gentlemen. And Isaac dropping his $4.99 hauler. Appreciate every single one of you that are dropping those super chats, keeping the lights on. If anybody wants to, to draft tonight, Underdog Fantasy, promo code Smitty. The link is pinned in the live chat. You will not get in if you don't click that link now and get signed up in advance. It's a $10 minimum. Underdog will match it dollar for dollar up to $100. So if you do deposit the $10 minimum, they'll give you $10. they will give you $20. The best ball draft that we'll do tonight will be a $25 entry 
but the prizes are $3 million to first place and a whole bunch of, uh, you know, end of regular season prizes on top of that. I think they, the, the payouts are crazy. I'll go over them, go over them tonight, but promo code Smitty, get in there. If you want to draft, just click that link. It's pinned right now. Appreciate you all. I'll see you tonight. We're drafting live. Um, I'll leave the phone line open as the, the show ends in case Bob from accounting wants to dial in, um, Steven, I'm sorry I hung up on you, Steven. It's just the rules of the house, house rules, baby. And uh, appreciate you all. See you tonight. We're drafting tonight. Thank you, Mitch. Appreciate the kind words. Mitch in the house. Don't mean to be negative. I don't think that the Bengals took care of whatever the issue was. You don't just recover from a cracked hip. I hear you, Isaac. Wouldn't be the craziest thing in the world. We don't like, uh, you know, thinking negatively on our boy, though. But I think uh, everything reportedly healed properly. A little more complex than that, but appreciate you, Isaac. Matt O, appreciate you, pal. Jeremy W, very blessed indeed. Appreciate you. Matt Slater to the moon. Alave uh, is your friend. Alave is your friend. Hod Prime in the building. Scotty Hale, appreciate you, Scotty. Who, Dak Gator, appreciate you. Legion in the building. Row, appreciate you. D-Town, appreciate you. Observer, appreciate you. Peanut Butter and Waivers, appreciate you. Jeremy W., I think I already said. Too many Peanut Butter names. Another one. G-Mike. Ibarra. James. Space Ricky. Matt O., See you all later. M-I-N-G-O. And Mingo was his name all. Reese Hall is eight foot tall. He will always answer the mother freaking call. Don't let him fall. In the third, don't stall. Just give Batman the freaking football. He's brief. He's brief. He does a hole of a job. A hole of a job. A hole of a job. Reese Hall, please report to the moon. He does a hole of a job.